Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Do you dread the summer coming? With the kids getting out of school and that you will lose your sanity, that you're at home with kids all day long. You know, I can relate just a little bit because I do better when I get a break from my kids. I am not the best mom for my kids if I'm home with them all the time without a break. I respond and I handle myself and have more peace and calm when I have a break from my kids. So, The thought of being with my kids all day long without a break does kind of overwhelm me. And I will be honest, give me a little bit of sense of dread. And that's why I wanted to share with you some tips that I have for this summer to make your summer go better. And so you feel less overwhelmed, you feel um, less frustrated, and you have a better experience with your kiddos. So let's get into it. By the way, if you constantly feel triggered and overwhelmed by your kids and you feel like you're about to lose your cool, I have a great resource for you. The link is in the show notes. It's five ways to calm down when you're feeling triggered. If you sign up, you'll get the PDF in your email today and you will be able to implement those. And believe me, you're going to need them (laughs) this summer. Okay, so first things first, what can you do this summer to keep your sanity and not lose your mind with your kids? Well, first of all, number one is to get your mindset right. If you believe that your summer is going to be terrible, that your kids are going to drive you nuts, that you're going to be constantly overwhelmed, you're going to be constantly frustrated, you're going to find things in your life to back back that up and to feed that reality, right? So, If you have negative thoughts, you are going to be looking for things to justify that and to prove that those thoughts are real. So if you set your mindset to, this is going to be a great summer with my kids. I get to make fun memories with my kids. I get to be the mom that I want to be for my kids. I get to spend this time with them. I get to do this. Especially if you are a stay-at-home mom like me, my primary job is to be my mom. The mom, my mom. My primary job is to be the mom for my kids, and I am the stay-at-home mom for my children. And so, my mindset needs to be right because when we think negative thoughts, it affects the way we feel. You feel resentful, you feel bitter, you feel negative, and that affects your emotions. You react more, you feel agitated more. But if you set your mindset that I get to be with my kids, I get to make memories with them, I get to do this instead of I have to, 
that will already be a really great shift for you to be able to spend that time with your kids and feel much better about it. So that is number one. Number two, figure out what you want to do this summer. How do you want to feel? Do you want to be busy and keep doing all the things or do you want to have more of a chill summer or do you want to do half and half? Are your kids in any sports activities? Are they in summer camps? So how do you want the summer to feel? I would encourage you to ask the kids to pick one or two activities that they really want to do this summer. So I have four kids. My, my youngest one is a toddler, so she still doesn't really talk yet. And so she probably won't be able to be part of this, but I'm going to sit down with my kids and ask them, what do they want to do this summer? What are some things that they're looking forward to? I know for sure my kids want to have some play dates. They want to go to the ocean. They want to go to the pool. Those are the main things for my kids this summer. So those are the things that I know for sure are going to be in our list. So how can I accomplish that in a way that is going to serve them and not drain me either? Another thing is that I have a great tip for you. Um, I don't have a gym here that I really like, but in Minnesota, when we lived there, I had a lifetime membership and that was really great because Lifetime allowed me to have two and a half hours of childcare per day. And that allowed me to have some time to myself. And then I would take my kids to the pool afterwards, after I had my workout, or I even sometimes would just sit in the cafeteria, not cafeteria, the cafe and journal and read and just have some alone time or even by the pool by myself. And then I would go get my kids from the children's room, the daycare, and I would take them to the pool with me. So my kids love that. They were younger, that it gave me a break. And honestly, it was so much cheaper than any other babysitter you would hire. I think I was paying like $120 a month for me and for my three boys. It's probably different now. It's probably more, but that was totally worth it for me to keep my sanity that summer, especially I think the summer I'm thinking of, that was the summer I was really depressed and I was really struggling and I really needed that support from Lifetime to be able to get a break for my kids because I couldn't be my best self if I was constantly giving, giving, giving to my children. Okay. Number three is adjust your expectations. You are not the other mom. Okay. Your limits are different. You can do less with your kids if that serves your family better. Less stress means more calm in your home. So if you are thinking of another mom who has all these activities planned, has every day planned out and XYZ and they're doing XYZ and they don't get a break and it seems so fun and exciting and you're looking on Instagram and if it inspires you and motivates you and encourages you, okay, go for it. But if it makes you feel less than and it stresses you out and it makes you feel like a failure because you're not doing all those things with your kids, I need you to unfollow that account that's your permission to follow that account. And the other thing is adjust your expectations. You are not that mom. You have different limits. You have different capacity. Maybe you have a newborn this summer and you're just had a C-section and you're not able to do all those activities. Don't measure yourself to the mom who is fit and she has two kids when you have five and a newborn after C-section. Like you cannot compare that adjust your expectations and it's better for your kids 
to miss out on some of those activities, but have a mom that is mentally sane and emotionally stable and is more calm and less stressed out. By the way, my friend, if this is something that you're struggling with, if you feel like you're constantly stressed out, overwhelmed, you're overreacting, you are not emotionally stable with your kids, your thoughts, your negative thoughts just take over and you overreact, you scream, you yell, and then you're consumed with mom guilt, my friend, this is where I come in. With Jesus' help and God's help, I come alongside you and we work through that. I want you to have good memories with your kids. I want you to look back at their childhood and have good memories instead of cringe and feel guilty that you are constantly overreacting and yelling and screaming and you have those relationships that are torn because of the things you said and done, okay? This is not just the work that's going to affect you. This is legacy work that's going to transform your whole family. You are the foundation in this home, in this family. And if you feel better, the rest of the family feels better. So if you're looking for further support and you're ready to implement and take action and make changes in your life, book a call with me, the discovery call down in the show notes. Okay. And on that call, you and I are going to figure out if my program is the right fit for you. And we are going to take action and make some positive changes in your family, starting with you. Okay. Number four, give yourself grace. And cancel if you don't feel well. Sometimes we commit to something and we feel like we just have to show up to that event or to that activity, to that play date. But you might wake up and you feel crampy or you might have a headache or you might have a stomach ache or you just don't feel good. This is your permission to cancel. Okay? You matter. You matter to your kids. You matter to your family. Yes, your kids will be disappointed. Yes, you're going to maybe let down a friend, but you matter. Your well-being matters. And sometimes it's better to stay home and take a rest so then you can show up as a better self for your family later on and for your kids and be that good friend, right? I've had to cancel um, play dates and gatherings because I wasn't feeling that great mentally and emotionally. And I knew that if I would get together, I would just maybe drain that person with all the negative thoughts that I had and like kind of emotionally vomit on them. And that would not serve them well. I had to stay home, had my kids watch some cartoons and process my emotions through my journal or talk to my husband or pray to God and connect with him or maybe even cry to process some hard things instead of venting it out and putting all that weight in somebody who is not ready to handle that. We also need to kind of have discernment there. Okay, number five, have days where you stay home and just do nothing. Just chill. Maybe your kids are going to watch some more screen time during those days. Maybe you catch up on housework or you also just chill and take a nap. Okay. So for me personally, the week before my menstrual cycle is the week that I absolutely need a break. Like I cannot do a lot. I'm actually in that week right now, but uh, like three days before my cycle, I'm starting to feel back to myself. But seven, six, five, four days. You know what? I need that break. I need to stay home. I need to decompress. I oftentimes feel exhausted. I need to take a nap. I don't do my best. And if I go by myself 
to the beach with the kids on a play date or to the park with the kids. Sometimes it's okay to change the setting, but if it's something that's going to drain me a lot and overwhelm me, I'm agitated, I'm frustrated, I'm snappy, I'm raising my voice, I come back to the house feeling resentful and bitter. It is better for you to stay home and rest up and take care of yourself. And it kind of goes along with canceling if you need to, okay? But having those days where you schedule it in, you just stay home a couple days a week, you don't go anywhere and you just chill, okay? Number six, having quiet time daily. So what does that mean? So if you have kids that you stay home with, so it works really well if you have a napping baby, but I've had this with my kids constantly. I, since they were very young, we had quiet time in our home. So after lunch, um, right now my toddler goes for a nap and my boys have quiet time. So how does that work in our family? I separate them into three different parts of the house. I have three boys, one to their room, one in the living room, one in my room, or one in the office room, and they need to stay quiet, okay? So my kids want to watch screens, right? Just like most kids. So all three of my boys can read. So they need to read for 20 minutes, and they have a visual timer that I'll link in the show notes on Amazon. You can just get it. It's a visual timer. Um, they play, they read for 20 minutes. I usually have to be with my youngest son. Um, sometimes he's in that sensory swing that we have. I'll also link that in the show notes. Um, by the way, my boys love that thing. Um, but they will read for 20 minutes and then they play for 20 minutes and that, and that 20 minutes, 40 minutes. So they will either play with magnet tiles. They can keep reading if they want to. They can go to the bathroom if they want to. They can take a bath if they want to. But they will have another 40 minutes of them by themselves. They can play with magnet tiles, Legos, some sort of, they can draw, they can color. My kids oftentimes listen to a podcast or music and they just pass along the iPad. We have timers and then we pass along the iPad. And then when they're done with that, and the hour is done, they can watch something. We have enough screens for them to have a screen for themselves, different iPads and TV. Everybody gets their own thing that they can watch and they will watch something. So they earn that time. My daughter typically naps for about two hours. So that gives me a solid hour to myself when my boys nap. I can take a nap if I want to. I can catch up on housework. I can literally sit down and record this podcast episode and do something for work that fills me up. I can read a book. I can work out if I want to. It gives me time for myself to fill up my own cup. And I would highly encourage you to train your kids to do that. So here are some tips. Have them in separate rooms. It's okay for them to feel bored. That's when they come up with creative things, okay? Get a visual timer. Um, I will link mine that I have from Amazon. Just make sure your kids can't reach it because if they play with it, they might break it and it's 20 bucks. So you don't want them to do that. <laughs> so set a visual timer. Do um, have toys that they get special toys only for quiet time, like magnet tiles or Legos or whatever. Another thing is 
Oftentimes, especially younger kids, have a hard time engaging into an activity and starting an activity. So you tell them to have quiet time and they just keep coming out. They're like, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. So what you go in there and you can set a timer, that same visual timer for five minutes. And you say, okay, I'm going to play with you for five minutes, which thing do you want to start out with? Do you want to play with magnet tiles? Do you want to do Legos? Do you want to read a book? What do you want to do? And so they get to choose and then you initiate that activity with them and you start doing that activity with them. They just have, their brain oftentimes has a hard time engaging into it. So when they come out and they say I'm bored, it's not necessarily because they want to disobey you because they want to annoy you. It's not. They really have a hard time getting into an activity. So when you set a timer for five, 10 minutes with them and then say, okay, when the timer leaves, it's going to be your alone time, especially works well with younger kids. And you say, okay, mama leave. It's my alone time. And you will close the door and you're going to be by yourself. And we're going to set a timer for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And they see that timer and they're able to see how much time they have left to be in there. If they're playing with like physical toys, a good a good thing is like listening to a podcast, listening to music to get their brain engaged so they feel less bored. So those are some tips from me that with some experience with little kids that have been helpful for me. Okay. Number seven, you can ask your spouse for help when they come home, especially when you had a 10 set day. So if I'm at home with the kids all day and it's been a rough day, um, I will call my husband when he's on the way from from work and I say, hey, I had a really hard day with the kids. I need you to take over when you come home. Like as soon as you can. I know sometimes he needs a little break, but I'm like, if you can just take over with the kids, um, I need to get out of the house or I just need to be by myself for a little while without doing anything for anyone. And, you know, sometimes kids do well. Sometimes they get in arguments with each other all day long. And so if it's one of those days, it it really does drain me. And so asking my husband for support and just giving him a heads up <laughs> to say, hey, when you come home, I need you to step in and help out a little bit more. Would you please help me? And so that is also super helpful. And number eight, uh, create alone time daily. Okay. And I don't mean like, hey, when I'm stressed out, when I'm overwhelmed, I get my alone time. No, daily to refill your cup. Yes, you can do it in the afternoons, but I have encouraged you many times is getting up in the mornings before your kids get up in the mornings. If it's at all possible, if you don't have super tiny ones like newborns, but get up your in the mornings before your kids and set, spend some time with God, connect with him, just have your coffee in peace and silence. So then you have more tolerance throughout the day with your kids and you can handle more. Also, see if there's at least one day a week where you can get out of the house. Maybe get together with a friend for um, for dinner or just join a Bible study or just literally go for a walk just by yourself. Go to the lake, go to the ocean, uh, depending on where you live. Go to a park and just walk around and ask your husband to be at home with the kids or grandma or a sister or somebody that allows you to have space for yourself to recharge and just be if you have a sitter hire a sitter if you can do that hire a teenager if you're able to do that to be with your kids while you get some time to yourself okay it is hard to be with kids all day long without a break 
I'll be honest with you, it is really, really hard for me. I'm highly sensitive. I am an introvert. I naturally get stressed out and overwhelmed easily. That's just my personality. It is really hard for me and super draining. If I wake up at the last minute, I go, go, go with my kids all day long. If I don't get a break, I do get reactive. And it's not because I'm a bad mom. It's because I'm struggling and I need some time to decompress and have some time to myself. So same thing for you. So my friend, adjust your expectations for the summer. Okay. You will have a great summer with your kids. Figure out what you want to do. Ask your kids ideas. Give yourself some grace and cancel if you don't feel well. Cancel a play date. Have days where you stay at home and do nothing. Have quiet time daily for your kids' sanity, for their nervous system to decompress, and for yours. Ask your spouse for help. Get out of the house if you need to and have daily alone time. And ask for help. Again, you are not weak when you ask for help. It is a way for you to serve and support yourself. So then you can show up as a better mom for your kiddos, my friend. If you found this episode helpful, please share it. Please share it with a friend in your circle because I know she will benefit from it too. My friend, I'm so glad that you were here. I hope this episode blessed you and I will see you in the next one. Hi friend, did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.